Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. It's a Friday and we're talking beverage today. At least it's a Friday when we're recording. Um, and on the podcast today is my new friend Dawson Strotsky. He is the founder and CEO at Juiced Boxes. I can't even wait to dive into this one. Dawson, it's so great having you on the podcast. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Man, thanks for making the time. I am sure your calendar has been blowing up because of some of the press you've gotten recently. Um, and when we're so thankful that you spend just a, a little bit of time with us sharing uh, what you've learned with your brand and where you're headed. But um, let's do this. How about share with our audience a little bit about your background and how you even decided to start your own business? Yeah, so I kind of got into this space by accident. Um one of the, the people at Fencing w- recommended a party pouch type thing in a box where it would be two parts orange, orange juice to one part vodka, essentially. Ah, interesting. Okay. And then I'm out to dinner with my dad and I say, hey, I had this idea for this product. And he goes, well, maybe just put jungle juice in there. And so <laughs> it's just a bag in a box of just jungle juice. And that was actually called garbage juice. Oh, Thank nice. Didn't, didn't stick with that name. Everyone was like, we hate this name. Right. It doesn't sound very good. I mean, you know. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and then eventually it came to that, that pouch with the puncture straw. Okay. And uh, we wanted a higher alcohol percentage. You know exactly where your beverage came from. Trusted facility, trusted ingredients. And it's tamper evident. So if someone were to tamper with it, you would essentially know right away. It'd be leaking, essentially. Wow. Got it. Yeah. So interesting. So did you always know you wanted to start a business in the beverage industry? Or was this just one of many ideas? Or was it the one idea? No. So this was the one idea that I had. <laughs> I love it, man. That's great. However, while I was in school, so I actually graduated a semester early to bootstrap juice boxes. But <laughs> before that, I really wanted to go into like a finance investment banking route. But that fell through because of the pandemic, which is a good thing, I think. Sure. Yeah, you were at Columbia University in the city of New York. Um, I can only imagine like it's how many you know entrepreneurs' plans shifted in some ways, and for most part, it's it's been a real positive for a lot of new food and beverage brands. What was the first step? So you had this idea. You talked about it with different folks. You're you're kind of ideating on how the the pouches could work and the alcohol content and whatnot. So what was the first step to even start exploring it? So the first step was definitely research. Alcohol has a lot of regulation, the three tiers. um, All the formulation is regulated. um, The pout, well, the labeling designs, everything is super regulated in alcohol. So a lot of research went into this from the beginning. Then from there, I started, I figured out how, how to formulate the beverage and then eventually the pouches and then production. Wow. So and did I would you, say, did you start, know, but you oh, didn't God. know the industry, right? So how did you, when, you know, when you did your research, did you have to reach out to different individuals to learn like even how to start mixing a product, how to even create packaging that could can maintain, you know, a beverage product? Like what did that look like? Yeah. So we started, um, well, 
I actually got yelled at by my dad for <laughs> trying to put some things in my house. He's like, this is probably not the best idea. So eventually, <laughs> I love um, it. we looked into like flavor chemists and, and figured out a way to blend something with them and then get that approved by the TTB because the TTB essentially has to approve all the ingredients that go into a beverage. And then after that, they approve the label. So I would say formulate, then you find packaging and then you get everything approved and you can produce it. And did you know like flavor profile wise, what you were looking for? Did you have to find like a a kitchen or a a co-packer or other to help you like, you know, with that initial mix? Um, Well, the flavor chemist helped a lot with that. Um, But I definitely did have an idea from the beginning that I wanted to have something that reminded people of a party punch. Right. I love that. (laughs) And so we really built off of that. Um, It's 15% alcohol, so a little bit higher than the average RTD. We added electrolytes and it's got no added sugar. So all those things came into place after I had that initial, this is the framework. And then we can kind of plug in those added benefits as we went along. Sure. I love that. Jungle juiced fruit punch. That's so funny. Um, so, um, so you have this initial concept. Uh, did you test it out with different individuals or consumers to see if they liked it? Like, how did you know, Hey, I think I have something here that's actually going to be saleable. I would give a little sample to my friends. Um, and my family definitely had a couple. So between them, we kind of got the right idea and then uh, started producing pretty much after that. Got it. Um, in the article I read, it, it said you were looking to move 5,000 units, 5,004 packs, um, and then do a potential small seed round. Um, what's the, your thinking on that in terms of funding and whatnot? Like what, and what would that look like in terms of you know really juicing your brand, no pun intended? Yeah, so I like that. But um, <laughs> thank you. Sorry, <laughs> that's really good. Uh, that's really good. Juicing my brand. Yeah, but uh, sorry. <laughs> so the initial goal is really to see where traction's at, and sure. then go from there. So we have enough runway for the first run and a little bit after that. But essentially, I would say like a couple months. So like four or five months, we're good. But once that traction hits, we can definitely see from there how much funding we need what type of investors, if we're going to go the full VC route, if we're going to go angels, or if we're going to bridge with debt or equity, and really just kind of plug and play depending on what the right move is at that time. Got it. And you know, you mentioned the the, the challenges around distribution uh, in North America, three-tier distribution model, which we've talked about on the podcast a number of times. Um, what does that look like for you guys? Can you sell direct to consumer or are you having to go through um, distributors or retail? What is that looking like at least early days for you? No. So in alcohol, no brands, um, at least that, that are made at like a contract manufacturing facility that I know of personally go directly to the retailer online. Essentially what happens is the contract manufacturer makes it. We're using Park Street and Blue Rack as uh, our distributors. And then they give it to the retailer. And then we have a button on our website where you, you can purchase or pre-order juice boxes as of right now it'll be, you could buy it in a couple of weeks sure and it would go to the retailer and then it would ship out from the retailer to the consumer perfect yeah and then do you are you able to then collect 
information on who bought the product. In other words, because uh, it goes through another route, right? Route to market. But will they share with you who bought it, where they were, their address? You know what I mean? So you can build somewhat of a following or do you have to rely on social media for you know, engaging with a uh, consumer? So social media is by far the biggest. However, we do get uh, like zip code, state. We get some information, not all of it. Uh, there's a little bit of protection on our side for sure. that. But for the most part, we do get enough data so that we can pretty much see who is buying our product in specific regions. Got it. Yeah, which is super helpful, right? And especially as you're thinking about growth. Um, so what's key, you know, as we, we're in the, the early stages of coming out of COVID, um, it helped accelerate your plans to get this started. Um, and markets are opening back up as our, you know, and consumers are moving and whatnot. What is like, what does success look like in the next six to 12 months for you? What are the keys to really growing in the early days? So initially, I thought direct to retail as the, the current setup was going to be a lot bigger. But with the way that shipping costs have affected, I guess, online sales in a negative way, sure. it's really retail that's where the winners are made. So our focus is going to be specific markets, New York, New Jersey, primarily, a little bit of Florida, really target those retailers there build a brand and build some recognition and then eventually grow. Um, Got it. For the next couple months, our goal is to make two new flavors by Q4 of this year. And I would say success would ha- be getting this on market initially. So like in the next couple of weeks and then the next two flavors and seeing where uh, we get traction and, and growing juice boxes in general. I love it. That's really, it's pretty fun building a brand. I, I think that's so exciting and especially where you are on the stage. Um, I always love to ask our guests, like what have been some of the biggest lessons learned and you're, you're early. I mean, gosh, we're, for, we're in year one for you. We're actually year one plus for you. Um, but I, I'm sure there's already been some things you could share with our audience. What would be two or three of the biggest lessons learned in, in launching a new beverage brand and especially in the alcoholic beverage space? Yeah, my biggest advice, and I think trying to get into finance definitely helped with this, is build your networks. Talk to as many people as you can. I think that in order to learn, you should just talk to as many people. And well, also learning on the fly is pretty big. But if you focus on being able to speak to people, hearing different, I guess, key terms, like the three-tier system. Like I went to this not even knowing what that was. Right. Um, yeah, but it's crazy. But you, the more people you can speak to, the more you'll learn and the more you can improve. And you can also see what you can't do reg- regulatorily because that's definitely one of the, the, the big things driving like the alcohol industry is, is regulation. And then also... My second biggest piece of advice is always be, always expect the unexpected. You know, there's always going to be twists and turns. I think they say being an entrepreneur is like building your own parachute when you jump out of uh, a plane. (laughs) Right. I love that. That's a great analogy. Yeah. Thanks. Just be prepared. You never know what's going to, what, what's going to come up. And, you know, the more you plan, the better the, the outcome is typically. 
Got it. I love that. Um, where can our audience find you, connect with you, learn more about your brand, dive in, test it, sample, pre-order, etc.? Yeah, so you can pre-order our product on juicedboxes.com. And we have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you could, you know, uh, comment on any of our posts there as well. <laughs> I love that. Um, man, it's so fun uh, to see your, your, your company and your idea coming to life. I think it's really unique and cool and different. And that's what um, I think is exciting about it, as, as well as I love the flavors and, and whatnot. But um, I, I'm excited for you. I hope you'll come back on the podcast on the road. I mean, you're gonna you've got some great runway in front of you. You're gonna have a lot of stories around the funding part of growing the business and and getting it on uh, the broader market. So, we really appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.